Hello and welcome to the Navy Blue Corner. I'm Ian and I'm excited to finally be joined by the great man Lockie. He is back and those watching on YouTube will know that we're in the same room for, I reckon, the first time since maybe the first year we started this podcast back in, what, 2020 almost? Well, you make it sound like we haven't been in a room, the same room together <laughs> Ever. for three years. Recording? Yes. I wish we'd done video episodes for those early days ones. That would have been nice, but here we are. But yeah, you are, high. you are back. Vibes are very high because Carlton playing finals footy. We are playing this Friday night against the Swans. Lockie, you're finally <sighs> back in Australia. You've been jetting around Europe for those that don't know and left me high and dry, but you're back. Mm-hmm. You spent the week back in Melbourne. You went to the open training. Yes. Back in the atmosphere around the Carlton Baggers. How's it feeling? How was your journey going? What were the vibes like down at Icon Park? Well, I mean, as you know, I did plan this entire trip knowing that we were going to make finals and I copped a lot of backlash about it when it wasn't looking good. So I'm glad it's all come to fruition and now we're going to get C4 finals, which is nice. Yeah, Icon, my God, it was... Yeah, we haven't really talked about it, have no. we, at all. It was it was genuinely buzzing, as everyone that was there would know. I was kind of saying to Dad, it, the whole culture, you can just feel how different it is mm. right now to in previous years. Like, it was great. Like, there was so much just general player and fan interaction, like, throughout That's the it. day. Like, the guys that were running laps, like, Akers and JSOS and the Irish guys and everything, like... Lots of kids and people are like chatting to them. And like, there's just, it just felt different. Mm. In previous kind of open trainings, it felt a bit more like, I don't know, felt like you're, they were on eggshells a little bit. Like it was like them training and we're all spectating. This kind of felt like, yeah, we're all mm. kind of in this together in a weird way, which I don't yeah. know, it just hasn't really felt like that before. So everyone was commenting on how high the vibes were and it definitely felt like that to me. Have you, you kind of touched on it there, but have you felt this kind of maybe happiness or joy in the Carlton fraternity and oh. the fans like this before? I know it was only an open training. You haven't been able to go to any of the games because you weren't even in the country right. throughout this massive run, particularly late in the season. Thanks for reminding <laughs> Well, you decided to leave us. No, no. It was um, so that's yeah. your fault there. Maybe, I mean, people are a little bit concerned because you're back now. I know. But the form may go back to the way it was when you were here. I think... Just to remind people, Lockie was here for the Gold Coast and, and Hawthorne. the Hawthorne game. So mm-hmm. we, it's not 100%. And we lost the Giants one. I'm glad we lost the Giants one. <laughs> Otherwise, then the curse would have there. continued. But open training, getting back to it. Anything you can take away from it at all? I know there was mm. the, the big talking point of there was a bit of a stout. There was, it, was, it wasn't as yes. close to the Satant Cameron Cloak days between Pitto and Kennedy, but... I mean, the media blew it up. I wasn't there. I yeah. didn't see it. Did, did, were you able to actually see it happening? And was there anything in it at all? I didn't see it. I must have been distracted at that point. So I did miss it. Um, but I like one of my like things that I kind of clocked just from general training earlier was that I thought Pitt was rolling around looking so good. Really? Like just in like the match sim and stuff. I was like, damn, please mm. play like this in the game. Which I guess is expected that guys like him who are like, on the fringe of selection. I like trying harder, mm. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I'm interested to hear your take on the this thing. I mean, so many people are talking about it and I feel like it's very different when we're like, we've won two, <laughs> two games versus where we are now. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think there's anything in it, really. I don't mind it. I like that there's a bit of passion. I think if it got to yeah. the extent of, obviously, the Satan cloak where there's proper physicality 
involved. And the fact that you were there, you didn't see it. I've heard from yeah. a couple of people that were there that don't even recall seeing it or any aftermath of like, oh, did something go on there? So yeah, nothing in it. Just a bunch of guys that are fighting for positions, probably getting a bit fiery. And I'd totally. almost rather them getting into that in training, showing that there is some passion than them having no contact. Because that's something I think I've heard from a couple of people from the open training that it wasn't just... Because, you know, sometimes these open trainings and whatnot, it's a couple of handballs, a couple of kicks. Oh, yeah. They could just go through the motions. Apparently, it was a bit more physical. Apparently, there was a bit For more sure. fire to it. Do you think that the crowd Definitely. helped? What was your kind of feelings on on the training? Any other players to, to look out for as well? Yeah. Oh, my God. I could I could literally name so many. I, I think, yeah, it definitely felt like a different vibe. Yeah. It definitely felt like it had that, yeah, that pre-finals feeling. And that there were, were lots of guys that were um, trying super hard. Fish bit off a couple of beautiful right foot balls. Right. There, there was one where he like looked down at his foot afterwards. Like, did <laughs> I just, did I actually just bite that off? Like that was beautiful. So that I clocked. That's oh, awesome. there was so many things. Um, yeah. And I guess it is kind of mm. more the, the, the fringe guys. There was a few times where I was watching Cripper and I was like, he's kind of just going through the motions a little bit. Yeah. Here, I felt like, which is Fair. great. Can you fucking imagine if he got injured during... Training or something, and bit like I don't, know, I don't know if I'd even end up going to the game in solidarity. Yeah. But yeah, no, the, the vibes are definitely high, and yeah, and that's the beauty mm. of this selection. Like there are so many guys that could put their hand up this week. There's a lot, and pretty much everyone's it's... fit. Saw a bit of the injury report just before we jumped on to record this, and there's like four mm. guys on our whole list that are basically injured. It's, Isn't that crazy? It's it's ridiculous. So. Now that Give Andrew back. Russell five more years. <laughs> sign him up, sign him up. Um, but now that obviously you are here, being a bit disconnected from it, not being in the same country, it yeah. might have been hard to believe everything that's happened. Is it finally sunk in that we are playing finals? I know a lot sure. of people, there's so much hype around finals. We're excited. Everyone's excited, obviously. Yeah. Some people saying it's just finals. Like I think the older generation, look at how excited maybe we are because we haven't experienced mm. much of this it's not even success, but just being able to sure. have the opportunity to play finals. A lot of that older generation go like, this isn't the goal. The goal isn't to just make finals. It's to impact. It's to win premierships. So mm. we shouldn't just be excited about this yet. And we shouldn't be necessarily just celebrating finals. Yeah, I get that. Um, but obviously it is a big thing for people of our age. What's your kind of take on yeah. that mentality of, caring about just making finals right now totally i mean i'm I'm keen to hear what your take is on it like I, I totally get the perspective of guys of like that generation where yeah this isn't the kind of lofty heights and standards that we were used to 30 years ago mm. like i totally get that but we can't just go straight to winning a premiership yeah. like it's yeah, there's such clear kind of like milestones that we have to get to on the way to that as we've talked about and this is just one that has eluded us for so long. Like 10 years, we probably wouldn't have even made it 10 years ago if it wasn't for all mm. the things that happened. Like, so, yeah. And and I, I think thinking about, like, where we were when we were playing finals, yeah. even that, like, you know, like the Chris Judd era. Like, we were so young. We were not invested in this community like mm. we are now too. Like, yeah, I would have had, I could probably count on one hand like the amount of Carlton mates I had then mm. to like talk about Carlton with. So it's so different now where we've done this show since 2020, just so immersed in it all and, and the emotion of it. Mm. And 
there was times where it's like, is this team just not going to get us there? Mm. Yeah, no, 100%. And that kind of worked perfectly into the next question that I had, which is from the rebuild from 2015. And it's been a long 10-year journey. Yeah. Plenty of ups and downs, plenty of coaches, plenty of CEOs, so much change throughout it. Yeah. Was there any real time that you kind of really doubted that we would be able to be in this position of mm. making finals, of having an opportunity to go deeper into finals? Of course. Oh, yeah, I think so. Like, I feel like in like those, I mean, we could go into our podcast history for this. Like, I There's feel a like somewhere. Yeah, I feel like the Teague days, we had our, set our expectations of finals, like that he was mm. going to get us there. And when that was off the table, that was probably a moment where I was like, fuck. Yeah. Is it like going to be square one again? And I mean, the thought obviously yeah. slipped into our heads at some point this season, too. Oh, 100%. No, I agree. Even a little bit. Where uh, it's like, is this, are we not going to get with this team mm. and this coach and this group? I think you always thought with like the Bolton era that that was going to probably take us further. And then obviously we just ne- yeah. never really clicked out of winning a couple of games a year. And you're going, surely, I know. surely we're at a stage where we're better than this. And it got to that point. Bolton obviously goes, T comes in, immediately shackles are off, start playing some good football. And you think, okay. That was the change that was needed. Now we're going to start to make that jump. And while yeah. expectations finals, it might take a couple of years before we get there. End of his reign, you get that 19 goals conceded in a row against Port Adelaide where you just think everything's bad. Like the coaching's bad. There's so many issues with this list still. What's going on? And yeah. I think by the time you finally get Voss in, there's just that renewed hope of, well, okay, new president, We've got the new CEO yep. who's been able to win everywhere he goes, turn things around. <laughs> Vossi has a bit more of a better track record, not necessarily as a coach, but as a leader mm. in AFL. Yeah, You start to think, okay, maybe the list is there. You start to obviously have that run last year. Things starting to go well. You miss out on finals at the end of last season, heartbreaking fashion. We went back and actually listened to the clip. You hunted it out to find out our reaction last <laughs> year into the season of, Will this loss make us or break us? And both of us were pretty optimistic saying it's got to be the journey. It's got to mm. be part of it that'll turn it around. And it's like that movie-esque script. Like yeah. if you were to write the perfect redemption, the perfect arc, it would have been heart ripped out last year, go on to use that as motivation and win it the next year. And absolutely, as you touched on, even this year, obviously we're in such a dark place losing nine on the bounce or, or something like eight or nine on the bounce. It feels like a blur. Yeah. It feels like so long ago. It doesn't, doesn't even feel it? like it was this season. And that was at the point where you've gone through so many coaches. You've made so much change around everything. It was the first time I think I really questioned the list and thought, oh no. Like we thought we had the spine. We thought we maybe still needed a few pieces, but do we need to genuinely trade a top star yeah. to rejuvenate things, to fix things? What What is... What's the fix now? And that was probably the first time I really questioned that this group couldn't do it. I think I always imagined that yeah. we'd just get a couple of pieces on top that felt like a Saad, Williams, a Chera, and then an Acres as well that, okay, yeah, list feels pretty ready to go. And then this year sort of really ruined that and to turn it around and what we've been able to accomplish, <laughs> I think this season, just to get into finals for one, but it feels like we can actually contend now. This isn't just a... We go out there, lose to Sydney, and oh, all good. We made finals. This is a we can genuinely go yeah. all the way. Is that how you're feeling 
with how it all plays out now? Do you truly feel like this group actually can contend and how deep do you want us to go? Obviously, it's a grand final, but yeah, there's always that pass mark for you. Is it premiership oh, or, or bust, as you love me to always ask oh, the yeah. question? I love the all bust questions. Yeah. Wow. It's an interesting topic. I know there would be a very broad range mm. of uh, responses from the community. Like, yeah, if you look at it at a perspective of us talking after the Essendon game and you said, if we make a final, is that a pass mark? We would oh, be like, shit, yeah. yeah, <laughs> I'm taking we man. passed from this point. Um, and then even from the start of this season, mm. do you think, because I, I feel like if we go, if we went back to where we were pre-season, you were, you were kind of a bit more like, well, there's a decent chance that we might make finals with mm. how things would go. So then just making a final would have been a pass, would you say? Oh, it's tough. And I've been rattling with it. I think the interview we did with Kuda pre-season really kind of changed the way I maybe looked at a pass mark, looked at mm. those targets that we set out before the season in it's, it's win the flag or it's a fail. And Interesting. I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing because we always touch on what does a fail mean? Because mm. if you don't hit the target, then is it, does fail mean blow everything up? Yeah, What's the pass totally. mark? And I'm, I'm kind of at the point where I think the culture needs to be, if you don't win the flag, it was a failure because you mm. didn't do what we're meant to be doing every single season. And therefore you still need to improve. You need to fix things. But as far as maybe the floor of things, I think finals was it. But goalposts goal kind of moved for me now. And I'll be incredibly disappointed mm. if we don't win at least one final, Absolutely. if we don't win two finals now. Like, mm-hmm. you don't know when you're going to get the opportunity to get the job done. Yeah, We've been waiting 10 years just to get into finals. And just because we potentially make finals this year doesn't mean we make finals next year. You don't know what could happen. Is there issues sure. with players? Does someone get injured? It just, this is, in my whole time being Carlton supporter, which obviously isn't a ridiculously long period of time, this feels like the perfect storm yeah. for everything to work for us right now. Is that, Agreed. Is that how you see that? Definitely. Uh, of course. I mean, we've beaten three of the teams that are above us. You know, Brisbane have a history of, melting down at this stage and, and like not being able to go all the way. So why not? Mm. Um, especially when you like map it out and you're like, um, you know, I don't want people to cringe at this, but this is the, the realistic part. Like if we, if we do win this week, which I believe that we will, like imagine us like playing the pies. Yeah. Oh, and like insane. imagine the pressure that would be on them. Mm. Straight so, sets. We've beaten them already this season. Minor premier going out in straight sense against Carlton. Mm. Like, we, I feel like our, our boys would be like, we got nothing to yeah. lose here. They've got everything mm. to lose. And then, yeah, suddenly. Mm. It's yeah. it's tough doing it from outside the top four, not having that second chance. And then what may eventually hurt us is having to go into state to play a, a Port or Brisbane, if that's sure. how things end up working out. Um, finals prediction. Wise, which it feels insane to say. I'm used to the latter predictor of can we make finals, and now it's genuinely yeah. looking towards the Premiership Cup, and it's not feels good. It's not a joke. It's it's, it's a realistic thing that can actually happen. Um, but oh, I love it. we've got to take a step back, and it feels like we've done that a little bit so far. But 
it's a fun episode. We're talking finals. So let's rewind oh. back, have a bit of a more reflection about finals. Now, both of us, we're not very old. We're, some some <laughs> may say we're very old, but we're 20, 27, haven't seen a lot of success for Carlton, haven't seen a lot of finals. So what we can yeah. cover in this, from <laughs> what we've witnessed live in the flesh is very limited. So this is where I want the listeners and the viewers to let us know. If you're listening to this in podcast form Please. at Navy Blue Corner in whatever social media you guys listen to listen to this, interact with us in, let us know the answers to these questions. If you're on YouTube, drop it in the comments below because I'm keen to hear stories from those that have witnessed a little bit better than we have. But the <laughs> first question I have to say is what is your favorite final? Mm. Obviously, Carlton related. I don't want you to throw me a curveball and say it's Geelong versus insert team in whatever year. They've had some good ones. I want your favorite Carlton final. And Wizard Homelands Cup is. I mean, it can be on the table if you want. I can. There'll be a lot of roasting, I think, for it. Fev was good, but. He was good. Yeah, I think Baz would like that one. No, <laughs> I mean, yeah, for me, it, it has to be Essendon in 2011. Interesting. That was the last one that I was at. Hmm. Um, and yeah, it was just, I mean, you talk about, we've been able to talk a bit, we've been able to experience a bit more this year. Mm. Like those games where you just know that you're going to win. Yeah. Like halfway through or whatever, you can kind of kick back a little bit. To be able to do that in a final was just like next level. Very, very special day. Um, yeah. Remember it very well, mm. even though what we, we were like 15. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. No, and you know, I'm... I feel like the answer should be 2013 for us, but yeah. I'm similar to you. I, for me, it's 2011. For most of those reasons, it was I wasn't attending the 2013. I wasn't there where I, mm. I was for the 2011 first final I'd ever attended. Yeah. It's Essendon, and I think as well with that season, there was a little bit more. Ooh, what can Carlton do? Can we actually? Sure is this the birth of this team? We'd lost a couple of finals the years before, but it felt as if maybe this is the year, Carlton, it all just happens for them and we can go on a bit further. Yeah. And like you said, to then go on in that game where it was done basically at halftime and you just got to sit back and enjoy us absolutely yeah. smashing Essendon. It was just, you got to enjoy all the little moments, whether it was a tackle, whether it was a someone's goal, all those little things you got to actually take in. Whereas I think 2013, obviously incredible. One of the, weirdest best games and circumstances of all time yeah. but because we weren't really expected to do anything we finished ninth and yeah. even winning a final didn't seem like a possibility there maybe just wasn't as much emotion behind it because it didn't feel like it was going to springboard us to anything yeah whereas the 2011 did um but i'm very interested that. to hear what other people's are because they're gonna people similar age to us i feel like 2013 is going to be the popular answer i agree and i'm keen to hear what they think but knowing people that have actually seen grand finals and seen so many amazing prelims and semifinals, whatever they were called back in the day. I know they changed half of the names halfway through, but mm. there's going to be some incredible hidden gems there that I'm probably going to spend the next week watching all of them, finding the highlights and going for it. But speaking yeah. of finals, what is your favorite finals moment? Something in game that you absolutely oh. love when you think back about it. <clears throat> yeah. Well then, Definitely that it is kind of more of the 2013 moments, I mm. guess. I mean, it's cli like, I guess they're cliche things, but they are for a reason. Like the the garlic goal mm. and the Judd goal, uh, I guess the two that stand out so much. And I've already watched plenty of times <laughs> this week. 
and will watch yeah. it a whole number of times over mm. the next few. The Mitch Robinson. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> could have killed him. That's good. Could have killed him. And then just the turnaround, unbelievable. I love his, I love his face <laughs> after he does it. Like the just. What do you mean that's a free run. kick? What do you it's mean just, I've just cost the team a goal? It's just beautiful. <laughs> it's just perfect. Um, the Henderson mark running back as well. Mm, I think it was. Yeah. You know. So many little moments in that game. Were just so mm. I feel I was probably more moments in that one. Like, yeah, I definitely had the Judd goal. I think that this would be fitting commentary yeah, as well. It just makes that incredible. And that oh. was the moment when you go, holy shit, we're, we're doing it. We've yeah. actually done it. The other one would probably be, if I'm reminiscing about the 2011, it's the Judd mm. screamer. Yeah, I know. That's the, like, that's the one. Everything else that happened in that game, so you're just random. sitting back in your chair going, like, this is unbelievable. How good's this? And then Judd, I don't think he's Gets ever up. gotten a foot off the ground and then he's done that. It's just incredible. Like that one of the great. greatest marks to top off the day. It's like, holy shit, Judd's even taking speckies. This is absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. But look, it's enough chat about the past. Enough time reminiscing. Let's crack on. Let's talk Ooh. about Friday with one of the big segments. Friday. Normally our build-up shows, we start off with this. We're quite a bit into this episode, Uh-oh. but there's always time for it. Obviously, we want to win the game, but that's off the table. What do you want to see from this game. If you're watching on YouTube, drop it in the comments. Wow. You're listening in audio form. Let us know at Navy Blue Corner. Slide into the DMs. Tweet at us. Do whatever you need to. Answer all the questions that we've thrown out. But specifically, mm. Lockie, what are you wanting to see? Wow. Well, it's looking like it's going to be wet. Yes. Unfortunately. As I say. Hail as well. I think one of the things that I, before I knew that, I was a bit kind of worried about was our ability to score. Mm. And where that would kind of come from if, God forbid, Charles isn't on his game or yeah. whether, you know, Sydney try and go the route of let's just let anybody else kick a goal that isn't him. So maybe that's taken away a little bit and, you know, the forward may not be as much of a factor. I think for me, like, I think some, like, the external people are talking about this, but for me it is like the midfield battle. Yeah. And us winning that midfield battle, mm. clearly which we didn't do when we played mm. them early in the season. Like, uh, I really don't see that many excuses for us not to with the yeah. personnel that we're going to have our best midfield of the year probably running out there. Um, we got we got mm. to be winning that clearances, et cetera, et cetera. I think so. We're obviously, we don't, you can say we rely on the contested side. I just think we are a good contested side. I feel like we've got enough strings to our bow elsewhere as well, yeah. but it does seem, particularly if it's wet weather, that that's where the game is. And it yeah. probably plays into our strength a little bit there. If it's more contested, we've got those oh, guys that can get the job done. Um, and it kind of goes a little bit to what the, the big thing I want to see, which is just pressure and hunt like I've never seen before. Yeah. Because, and that's oh. that's to the to the man in tackling pressure and that's to the ball as well. I think that's been the the big thing and the big change this season, second half. I have not seen us put on this amount of pressure, whether it's tackle pressure consistently, every single player chasing, hounding, and then doing the same for the ball. It is blokes diving, stretching out just to get a touch forward to someone else and and putting their body on the line every single time. And that was probably the one thing in the GWS game that wasn't there. Yes. Which you can obviously understand why it wasn't there. I think in the Gold Coast game, it was also something that that first quarter wasn't 100% there. Same for the um, St. Kilda, sort of, I think, second quarter when they got on top. When that's not happening, when we're not bringing the pressure, 
that's probably when we don't play as well. And knowing it's a final, knowing the build up to this game, so many players playing in their first ever final. That's just what I want to see because you see that intent straight away and you go, yep, game's done for me. Like if I see that tackle pressure from the bounce, I'm going to be so much more at ease. Yeah. Just sitting there thinking, yeah, we're on today. It's such an interesting aspect of footy because when it's not there, mm. I feel like you could, yeah, you're sitting there like, why? Why is it not yeah. there? Like, like you said, the DWS game makes sense, but Gold Coast, it was like, yeah, we win this game and we're locked away. So, mm. so where was it in that first quarter? It's so hard to put your finger on why it's not there, which is what makes me think it is just going to be there. Yeah. Like, I'll be so shocked if we're sitting here in a week in tears recapping this and it's like they there was job. no pressure there was yeah. no like that would just be so strange to me 100 do you have yeah. any other other things you want to see whether it's an individual oh. player that you want them to do something special oh my any gosh. other little moments that you could if you were able to script out this game bang this is what i want to see oh god that's an arousing question <laughs> that's it's a you, big one you would have to let me you know think about that i mean oh, if i wanted to script out this game Oh, I don't want to say anything that's going to like be that could be used as receipts against me because I'm feeling very, I'm feeling really confident about our ability going into this game. Uh, so I won't say anything about the script that might pertain to that. I think one of the things, and I'm stealing a listener question, which we'll still answer and we'll get your answer from. I'd love to see like that Carlton loving passion yeah. from some players that aren't the ones Ooh, that we okay. would expect. I like that. Like who? Like, who? like we get it always. We get it. You love? No, I'm joking. Like we we absolutely love it every time we see it from those guys. But like, I don't know, just somebody maybe like a George Hewitt or something. Mm. Like someone like that grabbing the monogram or whatever it is. Like that. I feel like that something like that yeah. would hit me a bit different. Like, like that. who's it? Who's it going to be that like really brings everybody up that isn't always Charles Cripper? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, no, I do I'd like love that. to see something like that. Although mine pretty much is the opposite of what you want, because I want a Cripper goal. Yeah, we oh. have not. How, how many weeks has it been? I reckon since I we've actually Bog. seen a Cripper goal, and it's not just anything because every single season, I reckon since we started this podcast, we've been able to look back at the end of the year and go, "How good was that goal from Cripper where he didn't take a bounce, ran about seven hundred meters, and bombed one in from fifty after taking on the entire opposition?" You want him to do that? I want him to do that. <laughs> I want him to do that this week. Obviously, not get. Pinged for the not bouncing the ball. But I just want a big Cripper goal because yeah. he's the one that gets spoken about the most. Never playing a final. That was oh. the big jab. Guess what? Every opposition supporter, AFL media, you can't do it anymore. Him, Doc, Thank Weeders, God. every single person. You can't say anything bad about these guys. Finally, they're playing a final. They're going to win one as well. So exactly. you're going to tip that off. And so I just think all these guys get these moments quite a lot. I'm not sure Cripper has had that individual moment this year. And maybe that's been the turning yeah. point where it's been more team-based. Every single player has chipped in, but Charlie's had so many of them. Doc's yeah. had a few. Cripper deserves one and he deserves one in a final. So I just want him to drill oh. one and just a crowd roar. 90,000 Carlton supporters just getting about Cripper, nailing one, which I, he hasn't done a lot this year. I think that would be something <laughs> special. All Australian squad, though. Hasn't done a lot this year, but, you know, made it in there, which is good. Yeah, look, oh, my God. Mm. Wow. There's going to be 120 minutes of footy and there's just room for so many yeah. iconic moments that hopefully we'll be able to reflect on. Like, we're reflecting on these moments from, like, 2013 mm. and 2011. Like, we've got a handful and 
yeah, hopefully we can have a whole lot more. Finally get to make a lot more as we progress through this finals campaign because it's not just going to be one, but in order to make sure that we go deeper into finals Mm. and we aren't just losing one game and that's it, we've got to look at Sydney, got to have a look at the opposition. Swans. Obviously, haven't been the team that we saw last season. They've dropped off a little bit from being able to make a grand final. Still got a lot to look out for. What are those things that if you're putting your Sydney Swans cap on, that you're saying this is the reason I guess Sydney are winning the game, things that Carlton need to stop, what are they? What are the strengths for Sydney? And then I guess conversely, what do the baggers need to do to ensure that we win the game? It's a big question. It's a few in there. no, no, no. I, I need something my, from you. We didn't discuss this, but I'm using my one. I'm using my fence sit. I'm using my pass of the week because I know that you're going to have some good oppo analysis. This is what we do. We get to the oppo analysis, and you tell me because I like I <clears throat> haven't watched a lot of Sydney recently. Fair enough. I've actually been overseas. Not sure if anyone was, was familiar with that. So I've only been watching Carlton games the last few months. Um, the, I guess the thing that I notice about them is when I look at the personnel. Who who are you scared of? Who am I scared of? Papley. I'm scared. No. Of, you're not scared of Papley? I'm not. Uh, this is going to come back to me, so I touch wood, making sure. This is the Carlton show. Um, He just hasn't been in great form. He's been carrying injuries. Haven't seen yeah, a lot. I feel true. as if he's going to be underdone. And honestly, I trust Nick Newman to get the job done and him not be too much. But yep. I guess if you were to highlight a few players, he is that match winner, the guy that even if he's not in form can step up and kick a goal yep. out of nothing. Brings I'd probably say, weirdly, it's Heaney's the weird one I'm maybe a bit more scared of. Okay. I feel as if this is the kind of game that he will just randomly bob up with two or three when you maybe don't expect it. Yep. But... It's it's very similar to you talking about the midfield. I think that's where it's won. Because when I look yeah. at their defense, I think that's a bit of a, a weakness somewhere we can exploit. Like McCartan is fine. Rampy is aging. Yeah. He's, he's Blakey's good. the one, but he's not. I don't love like his defensive craft isn't what he's known for. It's that burst away that we saw they got burned by earlier this season. And if we let yeah. him just intercept like that and run through the middle. I'm, not, I'm going to genuinely just yell so much at the MCG because they first time he does it, someone needs to put him in the ground. Yeah. And and I'm not saying injure him, not saying anything like that, but <laughs> someone actually just needs to let him know that you're not running in the corridor today. Yeah. This space isn't there for you today. So think twice about it doing, ne- doing it next time. Mm-hmm. And if that doesn't happen, if we just let him free roam 50 metres to enter the ball inside 50 for Sydney – that gets the confidence up. That's not going to help us. And so I think that's yep. an area we can exploit. But then like the, the midfield, Parker Mills, Rowbottom, Warner, Goulden, there's a lot in there. There's a lot of talent. Yeah, it is. They haven't been incredible this year. They lost yeah. against Melbourne at home last game of the season when things were still on the line as far as ladder position. It wasn't as much as us where yep. finals were solved. We couldn't move up or down the ladder. They yep. still had some things to, to play for. So they do have those match winners in the midfield, but mm. I don't know. I'm stupidly confident no, that I'm too. looking across everywhere thinking, I'm the same. I think we're better. So do I. That's good. I don't know if that's a good thing. Yeah, I know. That's, that's the worry, I guess. Mm. Like that, they are obviously a team that can really hurt you on the outside, yeah. which when teams have broken out, that's probably where they've hurt us the most 
you, you look at every yeah. game this season that we have struggled in or patches that we have, it's when teams break free. Sometimes the midfield is a little slower and can't get going as much outside yeah. the contest when things in the chain break down. But the fact that it is a yeah. bit of a wetter game does make me think that that's going to be harder for Sydney to do and it allows right. our midfield to step up. We've got enough <laughs> big bodies in there to win the contested ball and, and they somewhat do, but mm. I just I trust our contested side more than them at the moment. And then even if they do get the ball in the forward line, it's McLean, McDonald, and Marty Hayward as them talls. Does the wet weather equal and, and make this a bit more of a level playing field, taking away our advantage of a Charlie, of a Harry being able to mark overhead mm-hmm. and where they maybe that's not their strength. It's the smalls, it's the Papley, it's the Heaney's. Maybe so. Does that level things a little bit? Is that of any concern with oh, the weather? Oh, maybe so. Man, I'm. I think we're pretty on the same page. I, I, I don't want to go over the top with, mm. with confidence, but I think, I, I think, yeah, we're fortunate. I think that we've that we've got this matchup and that all the conditions mm. and that we're at home and all those yeah. things put us in a really strong position. And yeah, I, I, it's always really hard when we do these like previews and we kind of like predict like if we do lose, mm. what's that storyline yeah. going to be? It's hard for me to see what mm. that would be. And like it's, maybe it's like us kicking six goals, eighteen or something yeah, like yeah, something yeah. like that, where it's like we lose it. And it it doesn't feel like an arrogance that I think from the outside people think that. Yeah, um, yeah. people would look at us talking right now, being discrediting, I guess Sydney's team, thinking we're better as like just pure arrogance. It's not that for me. It's a mm. genuine just belief and confidence that I think we can get the job done. Yeah, me too. And I respect Sydney. I, they, it's going to be, a, I think it's still going to be a really close contest. But I just, when I look at this team from everything I've seen, from the opposition we've been able to defeat this year, yep. there's just this belief amongst this group that from top to bottom, every single player gets the job done. And we've got those X Factor players that finals are built for. Yep. And I think the style that we've seen for how many years in some of these players, it's like, oh, Charlie Kerner built for finals. Totally. Weedering built for finals. Cripper, Walsh. Like so many of these players, we've been waiting for it. Mm. I'm just finally keen to see what they yeah. can actually unleash. And, and it goes to that point of, I think if we bring the pressure, bring the work rate, we win. Yeah. That's, that's the, pressure, the pressure is 100% the most important thing, mm. really. 100%. Like think, think about where that pressure was when we played them last time. Mm. It wasn't there. Yeah. And we still probably should have won if we did totally. kick straight. And obviously both teams were struggling at that stage. Things have turned around, but we've played the better footy this year. And that's what is giving me that yeah. kind of confidence. Um, but I'm keen to Love hear it. what the listeners think, because I have missed this. I have enjoyed oh, yeah, the guests, of course. I've enjoyed curating everything. But the... <laughs> I've enjoyed doing all the work on the show. <laughs> I've enjoyed just having all the control and being able to do yeah. things the way I want. But there That's is true. that level of mystery. Anytime we throw out to the listener questions and you're involved because you take the reins with this one, you pick out the best ones yeah, and I then put the me into the hot seat. And if you want to get your listener questions in, I always chuck them out on Twitter or X. At Navy Blue Corner is where we're at. Chucked it on Instagram this time for the first time in a long time. So those that have been complaining that they're not able to get their questions in, it was on the Instagram story, again, at Navy Blue Corner. But if you ever have a question for us and you're on a different platform, I don't know what you're on, but you want to get your question in, 
just let us know at that social media. We'll get it. We'll jot it down. We'll make sure in these episodes that it is covered because we're keen to hear from you guys. Absolutely. Lockie, what do the people ask this week? Thanks for giving me some time to get these up. I know you always... Padding for it beautifully. It's a lot easier to do it in person because I can see you actually Mm -hmm. struggling to find that in your phone. It it makes this process a lot easier than me just being like, is he ready? I'm looking on that screen and I've got no idea and I hope you're ready for it. This is me just going through wondering what what kind of question. Do I want to go a joke question first, big picture, specific? Okay. Um, You know... I'm going to pad for time even more. Um, from at Frumpy45, um, currently have a petrol lawnmower and I've been thinking about getting an electric one. Thoughts? Thanks. You've asked me about mowing lawns Frum- or any kind of manly task. Frumpy has asked and he, they clearly think that we have some. <laughs> so I'll find the next question while you Well, this is this is, this is really outing me as the least manly human You've being. you never mowed a lawn. I have mowed a lawn. But I don't think I've mown a lawn since I was like 17 years old. It's been 10 years since we made wow. finals. It's been 10 years since I've mowed a lawn. It's all aligned. Someone give me a lawn, Mama. I think we're ready to go. Once I do that, we're winning the flag. That's it. And I will use a petrol, I think, because that's what I used previously. Um, you get the little funnel out. You, you pour in the the mixture. The, the dad told me to put in there. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I'll, I, I still don't know if that was the the correct one. If I was to do it myself, I'd have no idea and I'd probably blow the whole thing up. So maybe that's it. Go the ele- electrical because um, you probably won't end up, end up putting the wrong thing in there and blowing up the nature strip instead. What's your thoughts? You're a, big, you let- you're a big lawnmower handyman around the house. You know, the tools. It's, you've forgotten how this segment works, mate. <laughs> this is not where I give any perspective unless I feel like I'll make a flat pack with an Allen key, but if I have to use a screwdriver, someone else can back it up. I'm not a, I'm not a handyman. So the thing about Insta questions is it's, you can't see the names, only the ats. So I'm going to butcher some of these names. Mm, but yeah. from at to Martha, who do you reckon will be the most important player to stop the Swans? Mm, that's a big one. That's big. I Honestly, and this goes maybe towards my arrogance, confidence, I haven't really been looking at too much of how we nullify the Swans. Mm. A lot of what I've been looking at for how we win this game is what are we doing positively? Winning the stoppages, winning the clearances, bringing the pressure, and maybe that's the negating side of it. But yeah, if I'm looking that way, I just think it's it's the it's weedering, it's Kemp, it's those kind of guys just being able to intercept and rebound for us, which they've been able to do the whole single year, the whole year. And yeah. it's it's a weird part where probably last year, all of these kind of questions, your mind kind of goes immediately to individual player. This guy's going to win us the game. This guy's going to do it. Whereas everything feels so collective of, well, if everyone buys in with the pressure, it's there. So I don't know if that's a big fence it of not knowing exactly to nail it down no. to one player. Cause weirdly it is this, collective and to stop them it's George Hill winning the ball first it's Cripper putting on the physicality and wearing down the midfield and, and then weedering to take that intercept mark and, yeah. and get things going that way totally I think when you look at like our biggest our best wins this season they are those full team performances mm. where it's like the role players are doing mm. their thing the stars are doing their thing Maybe it comes down to someone in our offensive half stopping those Blakey runs like I talked about. Yeah. And that player needs to stop them rebounding and getting out. 
the sides, even even the wing roll to stop their spread. Maybe it's a big Ollie Hollands is the guy to get it done. There you go. Dutchy. <laughs> uh, from our girl Jess G, on a scale of one to holy fuck, how far into beast mode does Crips go in finals? Oh. Everyone wants to know what Cripper are we going to get on Friday? <sighs> Pretty docile. Cripper, I don't reckon he really... Ten touches. It's just, you know, it's another week. It's another opposition. You know, just go in there, get a couple of handballs, get a couple of kicks. No, of course he's going big. It's Cripper. And this is... It's another reason why I'm so confident and excited for it. Like, yeah. this team has been dying for this moment. You've seen what they were able to do motivation-wise throughout this period, particularly in that, like, the St. Kilda game and the Gold Coast game are the ones that I maybe draw so much more out of. Because they were, and the Melbourne, Melbourne game definitely as well, but those close games where we did everything to hold on. Yeah. And seeing how much yeah. it meant to them then, now you've got the occasion, the thing that these oh. guys have been dreaming about. Uh, Cripps is going to go that other level and him being able to have that extra week off, extra two weeks off, I think you're just going to get the the most beast-like Brownlow medal winning Patrick Cripps that you're oh ever going to see. Because these players know better than anyone. This could be the only time they ever play finals. This could be it. Literally. They, it they could be another waited, 10 years. They have yeah. waited so long you get for that? this. Literally. It could, you don't know what it could be 20 Anything's years. possible. You, you're never afforded anything. You're never given anything. These boys know that you don't just get finals. You earn it. They're going to go ballistic. 100%. Um, Brad Nickel wanted to know our opinions on how we beat the Swans. We've gone through that. Yeah. Tick that off the run sheet. Webby. Webby, the great man. The great man. On a scale of 1 to 10, how excited are we? It's a 10. It's a 10. So what are you going to be by Friday? It's, I, I don't know. If You're not gets... going to get more excited than right now. That's what you're telling me. Okay. Um, okay. Let's take Web, okay. Webby's question with reverence. Where, if, you know. I, I'm going to mold the scale. Love it. And add to it. Please I think do. If we're going off that, excitement is probably... This is the thing. I think it's a 10. I don't think I know what a 10 is. Mm. If I can say that. Like at the moment, I'm excited. I'm pumped. I'm ready to go. But I don't think I know the level of excitement you can oh, reach. Yeah. Maybe like these I'm guys. So but the other thing to add to this scale and add to the rating, because I'm loving this from, from the listeners, is what is weirding me out is, and I've been seeing heaps of people on socials, they're nervous yeah. I asked a question on Instagram with the with the last post of like how are we all feeling about the game Friday. Yeah. And there was a lot of nervous, very nervous. Yeah. I'm a zero on the nervous scale right now. Me too. Which freaks me out because I'm normally the most tense person. Oh, and right. I know I know in the game I will be because yeah. I'm still that fan for as much as I think on the podcast we talk about how positive we are that when I'm watching the game, I'm shooting myself. We could be 30 points up and until it's the Lee Matthews rule and it gets really, really close to mm. the time running out that I finally get to relax. But yeah, other years, other games this season, I've been a lot more tense in the build-up. Maybe it's just because we haven't experienced this in 10 years that it's just this feeling of take it in, embrace it. You don't know when your next one's going to happen. So mm. just... Why be nervous? Why mm. be nervous? Why worry? Believe in the boys. Can I give you a devil's advocate? Go for it. I like this. 
changing the position too for those on YouTube. I'm yeah. like, it really, this is, see, this is first time what I think the, we've done this in a long time, but this is the real interview question. I'm ready right. for you to get the, the notepad out and be like, now this is very important. So give me your best. Well, I feel like you're going to go off on Anticipating question. But just hearing the way that you spoke then about that kind of not being nervous. Yeah. Is that because deep down we have hit the, your pass mark and this is, mm. this is a bit of a free hit? Because I catch I, myself with with that kind of mm, thinking. I like the question. I I don't agree because if uh, I got to I got to think about it's this, a, it's a really tricky. It's a if really we lose thing. to Sydney, I'm going to be so disappointed. Me too. Because I, as I've been so confident in this episode so far, it feels like we should be beating Sydney. I expect us to win. So if we lose. I'm going to say, wow, what a wasted opportunity. We should be beating Sydney at home. Yeah. The next game, maybe that's a little bit more of, well, okay. Yeah. Beating a Collingwood or a Melbourne, we're a good chance to do it. But, okay, these these are really good teams. They've had a week off. You never know what you're going to get in that circumstance. But I don't know. I think it's just this ridiculous feeling in me of, I don't know what I'm worried about about Sydney because I just believe in us. I know. And I, I'll come back I'm to haunt me and I'm happy to. Actually, not happy to, but yeah. I can cop it. But That's happened plenty of times this season. We've been confident <laughs> and had the front up. There's, so. there's just so much more positivity inside me that just thinks, no, we can get this done. Yeah. There's trust for once. I, agree. I haven't had an Carlton side in a long time, which we often speak about. Of when have you, and maybe this isn't necessarily it, but when have you been able to go to the footy and just go, I 100% believe we're winning today. Yeah, no. doesn't happen often, and no. it's it feels like it's starting to happen because we've beaten the best teams. Exactly. Take this question however you want. From Layla Yubi, one, two, three. Judd or Cripper? Ooh. Don't know what that... Judd you know. or Cripper? Wow. Judd or Cripper? Yeah. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll fence it, but I'll... I'll really? have fun with it. I'll have fun with it. Have fun with it. I think, and then this is this is very rude, and, and maybe we need to. It's not meant to be this way. Someone might need to make sure this never sees the light of day. If we end up getting the big Judd man on the pod, I would say like person and person I'd want to have a beer with and hang out with, and that way. Oh, it's Cripper every single day. Sorry, Juddy, it's hmm. not you. Player peak. I think Judd's obviously better, more well-rounded, mm. but would, yeah. would, what, would I replace Cripper right now for Judd? <laughs> oh, I with don't peak think, Carlton Judd? I, I probably should because I think Juddy is one of the greatest players I've ever witnessed, but mm. because of everything, the passion and what I think the, the leadership that this group needs right now, mm. I think it is a Paddy Cripps energy. That's the guy that's been there, the guy that has stuck by this club throughout this whole period. He could have left. He could have yeah. played finals well before this. So my money's on Cripper for that one. But I think skill-wise, yeah. it's, I mean, it's tough, but it's Judd. There you go. Great answer. If you think that I'm going to give my two cents, <laughs> can't be giving me that. Wrong. You cannot be giving me that. That's what this segment is. And this segment is also merely a segue into talking about promotion for the selection table. Yes. <laughs> And so Adrian asks, how much do things change at selection mm. given the forecast? Yes. Interesting. 
My father, Mark, says the question, uh, the answer everyone wants to have, will they play Pitt and TDK together? And Theo asks, what's the mix we should go for in team selection? Mm. The selection table, Wednesdays. It's Wednesday, 7 p.m., Pommy in Oz at YouTube. And it's going to be a big one this week. For those that don't know, great man, Pommy, myself, Dog, And then depending on their availability, because these two may be the most busy men in the country, Paolo and the great Terry. Hopefully we can get them together for the big finals episode because we're selecting a team to play finals. There's so many selection headaches. And the best part about that show, while I'm out here plugging, is it's not just us making the team. We pitch our best 22s and then we all get to vote. The panel and you listeners, it's live, 7 p.m. You get to be in the comments. You get to vote and select a few positions on the field with us. It's a lot of fun. So, yeah, Pommy and Oz at YouTube for the selection table. But get a bit of a taste for it here. The wet weather. It honestly hasn't made a difference in what I've been looking at when I've been looking at my team changes. Yeah. Not sure if it should, but like the big thing is what are you doing with the big boys? And and that yeah. question of is it Pitt, is it TDK, is it both of them? What are you doing? And potentially in the wet, are you saying you don't want too many big lads? The issue with Pitt and it is he's not useful anywhere else but the ruck. He unfortunately, <laughs> he's not a forward. You can't do too much elsewhere. At least a Deconi, you can float him around the ground. He offers a little bit more. Everyone knows that. Yeah. But in the wet weather, do you need a bigger body in the midfield to help with easing the congestion? And maybe that's where Pito comes in. Yeah. For oh. me, the weather doesn't change a lot. It's just get your best players out there in the system that has worked the best this year. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm looking at. I'm with you. Where are you with what are you, you feeling? Yeah, I was like, like I said, after the particularly after the open training, but even just kind of round 24 and everything, mm. I'm like, get Pip back in yep. this team. I guess the weather does add a little bit to that. Okay. I'm interested. Where's oh, a, keep going, keep going. Is there a fence around here? <laughs> There's a balcony, but it's under construction, so I wouldn't. I think, yeah, I think I'm still in the boat of, of bringing Pitt in because the, the fact of the matter is we pretty much have not, we've hardly lost a game with Pitt and TDK yeah. together. What did you make of Harry in the ruck? Because that's kind of the <sighs> alternative when you look at this. Unless you've got someone else you can see yeah. taking over that mantle. Silvani injured one in a final. It didn't look great did. against GWS. But I'm not, I, I wouldn't give up on it for no, next year. Either. I think it's but, something we need to work on because yeah. I still probably am similar to you, I assume, because we're always aligned. That yes. I don't see those two, Pito and TDK, maybe being the rucks. Going forward for the next couple of years in tandem, it's Probably been not. okay, but... One of them what, has to be a better forward. Yeah, and, and the way De Koning has evolved over this season, his progression, I now kind of see him higher than Pitt, which... Absolutely. I think in the big moments he's stood up and, and maybe Pitt hasn't been 100% and these couple of weeks will help you. You touched on it, looking at open training, looked like a beast. He looked yeah. back to maybe what we saw at the start of last season. For sure. When you're looking at it, if if I'm saying De Koning has maybe jumped ahead of him as far as who I rate as the number one ruck, yep. then Pitto's not a number two. Because no. he, he can't be that forward unless he really works on his craft. 
I'm not sure he can be the guy around the ground, like a Gorn that you float him to be the intercept behind the ball. Yep. It's kind of pits number one, TDK is the second. I think DeConing's now the first. Yeah. I think going forward that we're going to have to try something else, whether that is Silvani, whether that's Harry needs to ch- chop out, whether yeah. we pick up a player. I don't know, but yeah. With in saying that, right now, right here, right now, I don't think we can go into the final with Harry being Neither. that other ruck. And I want to see what Pitt can do because you kind of missed maybe little things of him. And right. you get a week to look at it. Does, does any part of you, I know you can't take things too for granted, but mm. does any part of you look at this Sydney game with the expectation to win of oh, you can try to see if it works nah. one more time and then oh, whether that is Pitt or the other that you're you're wrestling with of oh, just give it one more go with Harry. What yeah, because so, the other so, sorry, sorry to sorry cut you off. No, I've been do. doing it a little bit, but oh, yeah. with the other thing I think when you look at this dynamic is that opportunity cost of if you take Pitt out, don't keep him, don't put bring him into the team. Very and Harry point. is the second ruck or whoever it is. Yes. Buddy throw Matty always in there. Doesn't matter. Yeah. We're winning the, the stoppage. It's who else do you now get to bring into the team? Does that allow right Dow? Point. Does that allow you an extra forward with a dirt and mole? I don't know what you want to put in there. I'm just throwing out random names so it doesn't go into too much of my changes. Yeah. But what's the opportunity right of cost of Pitto? You bring him in, you're better in the ruck. What's the potential loss there? So I guess right if point. you're looking at your team and who you're bringing in, the makeup of it, mm. is there someone that you maybe don't have in the team due to Pitonet being in there? That you would like him, of course. Is and who is it? Question. What are you kind of looking at? Oh, I mean, you, yeah, you make a very good point. It really, it's not just what's a better team, Harry and TDK or Pitt and TDK, mm. because Harry's going to be playing regardless. Like if if we did, uh, it's all, it's always like the hindsight thing. Like if if the team gets named on Thursday and we're not going with Pitt and we're going to do the Harry thing again. Then I'm going to be like, sure, Let's go for it. Why not? Bring it like, on. no one was trying in round 24. Yeah. Like, Harry's going to going to bring it, and and I mean, he doesn't have to. Yeah, he doesn't have to be. He doesn't have to get ten hit outs to advantage. Mm. He just needs to not get smoked. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, there is too there's too many guys to even name who I would also want in this team. I want you to go through yours because they're on the screen yep. and I'll compare them with my note here. Too easy. So on my team at the moment, subject to change between now and the selection table because I flip flop exactly like anyone Oh else. my God. We've got the same team aligned? We've, all, we've even got the same sub. We've got the same bench apart from one player. Ooh, okay. So go off. Go Very off. similar. So yeah, look, my team at the moment, I'll go, I like to go in blocks. I'll go my back seven I'll yes. go my midfield and I'll go my forwards. I think that's the easiest way to do it. It's the way I like to balance my teams out. And so yep. the back six is Kemp, Weedering, Newman, Kepchin Cotter, McGovern, Saad, and I've kept Fish over Boyd. We I think the that's same. the contentious thing at the moment. Keen to discuss that. Yep. Why have you gone Fish over Boyd at the moment? And or maybe <sighs> kept a, a Ching Cotter, who's also yeah. that other one that some are saying to move out of that position slash not just throwing Doc into defense as that last defender. I think the fish thing is mainly like continuity. Yeah. Just the fact that um, it's been some time now since Boyd's been Mm. in the AFL side, which is such a shame that he's obviously missed all this for what he did with that tackle. 
um, which feels like a lifetime mm-hmm. ago. So that's, I mean, yeah, Fisher hasn't really put a foot too wrong. Yeah, it's since coming in. It's tough. Like, has a really bad game last round. Mm-hmm. He, he has an okay He's game. He's still had a ton of the ball, though. <sighs> yeah. Like, I know it. I know. It's those big errors that you remember. I yeah. don't remember anything Fish did except the giving away a 50 meter free kick, allowing GWS to get a goal against the runner play for the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Of just not giving the ball back to the play, just throwing it on the ground. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, yes. Part of you goes, oh, is he going to do that and cost us in a final? And then you try to oh. say, no, it doesn't matter. And then there's that other one in defense where he gets the ball. There's really no pressure on him. And he immediately puts it on his foot and just, it's like he shit himself, not to be too harsh. Yeah. But that was a little bit of a worry. Yeah. It, it's just hard to say one game so. is everything after a couple of really good games. I'm trying to chalk that up to everything was so dysfunctional. We weren't playing great. But I agree. It all played into that. And the continuity, I think, plays a big part. And then my last thing is really just versatility with Fisher. Yeah. Because when I get to my team, when I get to what I'm doing, because Peter Nett's in and I'm maybe losing that extra half forward wing rotation. I'm, I'm losing a bit there. I've got Docky on the bench at the moment in my midfield. Everything's getting rotated. I don't think the starting teams necessarily matter. But because I've got Doc being that wing midfield rotation, if you need to change anything up and you want to throw Doc back or you need an extra forward, that's where I think you've got Fish at least in defense that you go, okay, we'll go play half forward. Go play wing. Whereas with a Boyd, if we're needing something higher up the ground, I know he has played some wing at VFL level. Mm. He might have played one game as a small forward at one stage in his career, but yep. the versatility of Fish and with Doc being that other pivot player that can go into multitude of positions, I just think that works really well. And then yep. I just like the Chincotta defensive first Me who too. can gut run, allow all the other defenders to do their best, to go off their man, to to go for a run because you know Chincotta's rock solid. In yep. defense. Um, yep, exactly. I agree with you. Going into the midfield, it's deconing in Ruck. It is Walsh, Chera, and Cripps in the guts with Akers if fit and Hollands on the wing. I think it's pretty simple. They're all our best players in those positions. I know there's been some conjecture mm. about dropping Hollands. I find that bizarre, personally. I've I, dropped him. Really? I, as I'm looking at this, I'm so I did this on what day is it today? It is I did, Tuesday. I did this on the weekend, um, and I'm I'm wanting to change it now. So yeah, I agree with you that I probably would bring him in. Yeah, my, my thing with Hollands is when you're looking at proper wingers, run back and forth, pressure, work rate, defensive capabilities, all of that. They're the number. They're the one and two in our team. Acres and Holland have worked perfectly in tandem all day. You know what you're going to get. You know they're not going to stop. I like the idea of just having those two. You've got them. They're going to play wing all, all game. Perfect. And then if yeah. you need to pinch hit someone like a Doherty in there for a center bounce, if you need to throw a fish there for a second or, or move like a, a Chera, Walsh, those kind of guys, you can. Yeah. But I want my standard wingers. And I think maybe the contentious guy is maybe Matt Cottrell in that. He's probably the other guy that's played wing. Yeah. I've said this a lot on the selection table and this is probably where my head ends up going is like, what are you bringing that is better than what someone else brings? What's your point of difference in the team? Mm. 
Cottrell's is he can play half forward, but I would say Hollands is a better winger. And what yeah. Hollands has been able to do, defensive efforts and all those things, Cottrell's good, but I just think Hollands is a better winger already. Yep. And I trust him to run the whole game there if you need a bit more than Cottrell. So that was sort of my two that I was balancing between. But I just, yeah. I thought that everyone was immediately just dropping Hollands. I thought that that was a weird move, but I'm happy mm. to be convinced otherwise. Totally. I think, um, no, everything you say there makes sense. And you've definitely talked me into changing my team. I think as I was doing mine, I'm like more grappling with the fact of like less about positional things and more just about who the guys are. Yeah. So spoiler alert for yours. I had Fogarty in my team Yeah. because it just feels like he's the kind of guy mm. that we want in this game. Yeah. I understand with that. what he brings. He's but a, what I would be doing is is oh. meaning, you know, removing mm. wing capability and probably putting Walsh and Doc yeah. having to share one wing, which in hindsight mm. I probably wouldn't actually be doing. That's the tough thing because you've got so many guys that can rotate on it. And I love versatility. So maybe I'm going against what I always preach. It's just probably in this lineup, wings are the position I just like saying, stay there. Yeah, totally. I know what you do every single time and keep that there. Um, then to rattle out the midfield, it's then Hewitt and, and Doherty, who we touched on, that can kind of do a bit of everything. Yep. And I, that's why Fish is in that squad, just for that rotation. Forward line, yep. and sorry, Pitt as well on my bench, I've gone the two ruts because I just think we function better with them. And when I get to my sub, I think it kind of makes sense what I'm ending up doing in that. Um, forward line yep. would read Motlop, Harry, then Cunningham, Martin, Charlie and always stiff one to miss out is definitely Fogarty. Yeah. It's not Durden for me. I think he comes straight out for Same. like a, a motlop coming back into this team. But yep. yeah, Fogarty he brings the tackle pressure, but I feel as if Motlop has started to bring that tackle pressure. I feel like always brings that pressure. Martin brings that. And it was the opportunity cost was Pitt or Fogarty in this team. Mm. And when I'm looking at that forward line, it's that point of difference. What do you offer? For me, Fogarty offers tackle pressure that you can trust and ability to pinch hit somewhat in the midfield, but he's mm. not excellent. Because we've now got so many midfielders back, I think that takes away the midfield role. Particularly yeah. if I, I think Cunningham, I'd rather in there over Fogarty. And then... Because I think everyone else is now bringing the pressure. It's like, well, Martin brings tackle pressure, but yeah. can kick goals, can mark the ball a little bit more inside 50. Motlop is literally just your, can kick a goal out of nothing, out of <laughs> thin air, can can make a magic moment happen. Always has been our best small forward in his yeah. capabilities. Cunningham is the clean cleanliness I think you need around the ball. Love that word. And that's kind of what I was looking at going, I feel like everyone else brings something a bit better than Fogarty. Yeah. But I am worried to an extent, do I need that extra tackle pressure? And is that what I'm losing by having a Hollands that is just wing, having Pitonet as that extra ruck? Because my sub is yeah. Cottrell because that is the other area where if I'm realizing we're too big and Pitt needs to go off, or mm. I need some extra run. I need something else. I think Cottrell then allows a wing rotation. He allows a forward rotation. And kind of plug and play him anywhere that yep. allows you to move other things around. Yep. He's that, I don't know what the word is, but he comes in and he allows everyone else to, to move around as well. But 
don't mm. know. He always feels like, and I've said this every single week on the selection table, he's the ideal sub. Yeah, I know you love him as but super sub. Yeah, Fogarty's probably the stiff one to miss. What are you kind of what are you kind of thinking? Well, I'm because there's also a guy that. that we haven't spoken about in Paddy Dow that we well, dropped from this team. I was just going to say about. you've definitely sold me on on not having Fog in there. Like I think that that mix makes so much sense, and that mm. team to me looks fantastic, except for the fact that Patrick Dow is not in there, which is just great. Like it's just mm. it makes sense, but it's just crazy. It's so stiff. It's incredibly rough, but. Who do you take? Who do you take? That, and that's it. And then, how many midfielders can you have? The only way I can see Dow being in the starting team. Yep. And I think he, he, if you're rewarding on like merit from what they've done, he deserves a spot. But it's, you're taking Cripps, you're taking Doherty, you're taking Walsh, you're taking Chera, you're taking Hewitt over Paddy Dow, unfortunately. Yeah. And do, the only way you do it is if Fisher comes out. Doherty plays full-time defense and you need one extra midfielder. Could they do that? There's every chance. Possible. Because I guess Doherty's a really good defender. You get that class in defense when you need it and you keep rewarding Paddy Dow. However, it's the reason, again, Fogarty misses. You want system, but you also want your best players out there. And I would say every single player I've kind of picked in those positions, much like Fogarty, I would rather have if you put a lineup that this player or this player, unfortunately, those two would pretty much miss out every single time. And it's just that pit and net decision mm. that stops that Cottrell Fogarty getting a game. Whereas I just think we have too many midfielders for yeah. Dow to, to get in, which is mm. it's sad. You want him to have that moment. I know. Yeah. I just, I can, I can definitely see them making him the sub because we've rolled with that big body midfielder yeah. almost every single week. I think he ends up being the sub. Maybe a Kennedy ends up being a sub uh, who hasn't. I was going to mention him. Yeah. Uh, Ed Kerno. Ed, does he get another run? Would you be surprised if Ed Kerno was a sub? I wouldn't be surprised. He he's like that Cottrell in a way of you can play him on the wing, you can play him in the guts, you can play him forward, can kind of do everything. Yeah. Does have a bit of energy to come on late, and maybe now that he has announced retirement, that he's going to be trying like hell to get one more kick to Charlie for a goal. And is that something special that There's can really will that. you to play above and beyond? It's just, it's incredibly tough decision. And I've tried to just go, who mm. do I think our best players are that are fit, that have played games of football? That's it. Uh, but it's yeah. it, it's very tough. And I'm keen to hear what teams you guys have got, what you've got as the guys coming in, coming out of this team, because... There's so many different avenues I think you can go with it. So if you're on YouTube, drop yeah. it in the comments, please. You're 22, 23, who's in, who's out? And if you're listening in audio form at Navy Blue Corner on whatever your social media platform that you engage with us is, Lockie. Yeah. That's the team changes that we're oh, about. It's a good-looking team. It does look very good, and it's going to win a final. We've still got a little bit to go before we finish this episode. Yes. But one thing that we won't be doing tonight but we will be recording to be out before we go live Friday night, Carlton yes, sir. v Sydney for the game. We've touched on it being 10 years since we last played finals. It's also 10 years since we played Sydney to kick us out of finals. They were the last team that we played in finals in 2013. It wasn't a good game, but nonetheless, 
We are going to be doing something that I haven't seen anyone else do. So I'm hoping this, Groundbreaking day, this, this, episode, this episode doesn't come out now and then everyone else decides to steal the idea and we look like idiots. That's but I'm going to be clipping this audio and um, we're going to say that we're the ones that came up with it. What is it? It's the 5th of September, 10, 10 p.m. Yeah, this. so if anyone else puts this out beyond that time, you'll know. Shit, they're cheats. Um, they've stolen the idea from us. We've copyrighted it. Um, you'll see our lawyers. Uh, it is, though... A combined 22 with the sub, we're going 2023 rules, combined 22-23 of every single player that played in that losing final in 2013 is available for selection and everyone currently available for selection with the current team combined. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? So unfortunately, guys like Zach Williams, not available. Yeah, Guys who just were on the list in 2013 but did not play Against Sydney, you can't pick them. And just to rattle off some of these names for you, I've got a list here. It's exciting to see who can break into this team and, and just what we've got. You've got <laughs> guys like Walker, Murphy, Gibbs, Judd, Simpson, Yaren, Betts, Scotland, Wade, Digan, mm. Ed Kerno. Can he feature twice? Are you allowed to say, I want 2023 version Ed Kerno and 2013 version? Like, there's so many players. Zach Tui, another one. Jamison. Like, there's the team is actually really good. There's a lot that could yeah. fix some problems. So many avenues you could go down. There's a chance you don't select anyone. You say, no, no, no. The team we got right now is good. The team we had back then is really good. Keen to hear that one. Yeah. Keen to record that. That's going to be a hell of a lot of fun to discuss as we go throughout it. I'm still not convinced on the team I have. And I still am ready to make so many changes yeah. and tinker with that before we end up recording. But stick out for that. Make sure if you're on YouTube and that's where you engage with us, subscribe so you don't miss that. It'll be in the subscription tab when it is released. You won't have to go searching for it. And wherever you listen to your podcast, hit follow, hit subscribe on whatever it is there. So it'll be in your recommendations straight away. You don't have to go searching. It's going to be there, Lockie. You love the plugs. Good at the plugs Need now. to get them done now. Um couple of last questions before we go before we finish this podcast it's been nice to be in the same room nice. with you i, I feel I, like i don't know how, how i'm going to be able to go back to the yard <laughs> i don't get out of my house i don't want you oh, okay, I, I want the divide the, the divide between the middle is perfect but no i mean but take a step behind the curtain we're this deep in the podcast mm. i'll be honest the starter felt weird felt weird with another person oh yeah being in did. my in my space we're coming to it but it has just felt like yeah 2020 all over again except carlton are good it's great. Love to see it. <laughs> so, talking finals, I'll leave, I'll leave with two last questions that okay. I want the listeners, I want the viewers to, to, to give me answers to as well. This goes out to everyone. No fence sits. No fence sits for us. Yikes. Firstly, finals. We love a best player. We love a ranking. We love all of that. So, who will be the player of the final series for Carlton? Because we're not just having one game. No, so four we're games. We're having the full experience. Who is going to take out the wow. Carlton Finals MVP? Who are you predicting? We'll add this in the end of season review as the, the finals MVP prediction to see how well we went. Do you have your do you have your guy off the top of your head? Oh, I could think of one, but I was hoping oh, to, this is where I pitch to you, hear yours, and steal your answer. Well, I, I basically I'm trying to think of a reason why it wouldn't be Cripper. Mm, I agree. It's it's just Crips to win. Yeah. It's his to lose. It's Crips or Kerno. I is not to go too far down my next question, but yeah. is there another player 
who's one of our better. Literally, your next question. No, but one of our better players, like a, a Walshy or one of those yeah, guys. Know, do you right. see like because Terry's been probably one of our better players? Yeah. Do you see that happening? Can you give it to a defender like Weedering if we win in games of football? I know, but that's why as I'm going through my head, I'm like, tell me why this player yeah. is more likely than Cripper. And it's going to be across four games. I'm not saying he's going to be the bog in every single one. Jody, but it just Kansin, it just feels like... The Norm Smith. just feels right, doesn't it? It does. Symbolic. Yeah. No, I just think, mm. like you said, he's made for this. He's waited his so entire <laughs> career for this month. He's and done I, everything he could possibly do except play finals football. He's just not, oh. he's just not going to be the guy that lets this opportunity slide, I don't yeah. think. But if you've got anyone else that you think can do it, that's not... Patrick Cripps, yeah. I want I want to know and I want a reasoning. Give me an argument so you can convince yeah, exactly. both of us who are we're not we're not fence sitting. We know where we're sitting. We've got a proper seat, we've got a chair, we know what we're doing. It's true. And we're strapped to it. But the other question, not 100 percent what I just asked you, a bit different. Yeah, I want yeah, your underrated player. Anyone underrated you can player. see be that surprise packet in finals, the, the guy that you maybe didn't expect. Two step up. It's not your Walsh. Oh, wow. It's not your Paddy Cripps so many. that you think can step up, go to the next level, and be that unsung hero of the final series. Because we've had a guy like Nick Newman, I think, has been weirdly the unsung hero of the season. A guy that yeah. I maybe didn't have in my best 22 <laughs> to start of the year. Maybe. Maybe. Well, I mean, someone might have to go back and watch. I think we might have deleted that video. Who stepped up, That's and even if he funny. was best 22, which he rightfully was, yeah. should be, I'm an idiot, he still wasn't what I think we've seen this season. Not what we expected. So mm. he's been that unsung hero. Is there anyone else you think is just going to take finals by storm and we're just going to go, he's that big moment player. We didn't know he had him, but oh my God, when finals turns around, this player becomes a new man. Isn't that why? Isn't that why this team is just such a beautiful thing at the moment? Like, could be anyone. Tell me a player that will definitely not be that yeah. guy. Like, and I would love to hear that. I, the, I, the guy that comes to mind for me, I'm guarantee is stealing yours. I probably because he's your man. Don't you just feel like Jack Martin could just take yeah. these? It wasn't mine, but that I was thinking. <sighs> I was thinking, is he too obvious? Like in literally in the, in the every player, way, every player way. I think of, I'm like, that's obvious. Yeah. I'm like, why couldn't it be Weedering being yeah. like the absolute like literally any player I think of? Acres. He's you know, I he's think been there. Jack Martin is like, if we make the grand final, and if I was so when we make the grand final, and yes. if I was a betting man, <laughs> which I am two hypotheticals <laughs> which are just reality. But, uh, sure. We're, we're already there. Uh Jack Martin is getting a very gamble responsibly amount placed on him for the norm smith because he just is that player that will have that he'll, he'll kick the match winning goal he'll end up kicking four yeah. laying a record number of tackles for a forward player in a grand final he's just going to be that magic starter for us i can just see him having an absolute field yeah. day he's built for those kind of moments yeah but the guy i was going to Who say knows? that was my built for finals weirdly is a guy that some may have dropped for this game is david cunningham interesting Okay. I know he maybe hasn't been as good as we all expected. There's just a part of me that sees his cleanliness under pressure. Mm. He's that guy that when everyone else is fumbling around with it, it's in the wet. You're like, how did he, is he wearing the Travis Cloak glove 
that Hutchie wore on the Sunday footy show. <laughs> that Lordy, hey, don't, throw that ball. Don't, don't throw that ball so hard. I didn't catch it, which is one of the greatest bits of TV, trying to show off his glove I and it like doesn't that. work. Um, no, that, not that hard, Lordy. Uh, <laughs> so cool. But he just somehow picks the ball up like it's a fresh summer's day, 30 degrees. It's and true. There's no humidity at all. I feel like there's a moment in these games where you need that and he's just going to get that. Not necessarily to the extent of the Matty Scarlet toe poke in the grand final, but right. there'll be one of those moments that Carlton fans will look back on of like, how good was that handball out to Cripper? How did he get that That's out great. that won us that? Or it was one of the key moments of the game. And you look a couple of plays back and go, that handball from Cunningham is gone down in folklore. Love and that's the kind of thing I'm hoping for. The other obvious one, I think, is Oof. just it's just Motlop. Because yeah. he just has the, you need a goal, you don't look like you're about to get one, or he's kicked a straight banana somehow that's gone straight to the middle. I don't know how he does it, how he shapes to kick those, and it looks like he's about to kick it out on the full because he's directly in front about to snap it. It just goes gun barrel straight, <laughs> but he's the king of those. It's good. I mean, we could rattle the whole list, but is there we should get some else? More, we should get some more sound bites so that we can use this as we restart our TikTok account. Uh, you get, you get, give us one more. Oh, I almost need to look at the list here. Who have we got that can be that match winner? Oh, it's tough. It's brutal. I feel like, again, everyone's way 12 is because we've got too many superstars in this team. Like, who's the other midfielder? What a, what a place. You know in. who's going to do it. Anyone... Anyone for yeah. you? Yeah, it's it's all just so obvious. Like why? Like you just feel like Doherty's made for this. Yeah. Like we're, we're just ex- drop punt set shot. Goal. Exactly. We're expecting him to have thirty and kick a goal mm. and have six hundred meters gain. That's just what we're expecting mm. from him in a game like this. The only other one I can think of that others have spoken about, and maybe Pitt allows this to happen mm. even more because yeah. the best we've probably seen out of Deconing has been late in games. When you've got Pitt there to maybe take the reins early, you get a fresh Tom DeConing late, but <laughs> him to, to take over yeah. and be the match winner, to have those big key moments and just win the ruck duel, do everything around the ground, yeah. take the big, oh, you just need a mark. Like, cause you I think back totally. at that Melbourne game where he runs 50 meters out okay. of nowhere and gets the fist onto it. Little things like that is my David Cunningham handball that I'm thinking about. And yeah. DeConing could be someone that, there's potential for him. He's shown a lot this season, but is this his moment? But I want to hear from I want to hear from the listeners. Yeah. I want to hear from the viewers. He's very interactive today. Probably the most I've asked from you guys. Give us something. But I'm going to be in the comments. I'm going to be all over social media at work <sighs> because I want to be taking in all the baggers content. I don't want to be doing my job basically. If you listen to this as my employers, you're not listening. So don't worry. I'm definitely going to do my job. Won't be on my mm-hmm. phone all day. Um, but no, I want to hear from you guys because maybe. It is fish. Maybe it is Fogarty that's going to step up. I'm very keen to mm. hear. Do you have anything else before we end this episode? Anything at all for me? I think so, mate. We're going to chat tomorrow night. We're going to go even further into the past, chatting ex-Sydney games. It's about time we get yeah. one. Two in the 2010s. We lost both of them. Yeah. About time we beat Sydney. But the one thing that gives me more confidence, if I wasn't already over-arrogant and overconfident. Both of those games were in Sydney. Mm-hmm. We're finally at the G. We've got oh, 90,000 baggers, Seven Nation Army to get us rocking. You haven't experienced that just yet. I'll tell you what, it gets you up and about for that first bounce. I don't care if if the whole thing's snowing and the hail is the size of 
bloody houses. It's not going to matter. We're going to be out there with our ponchos with anything we can do to, to stop that weather. But the baggers are going Get to be there. We've got one more episode to go before the final is played. It is that combined 22 from the 2013 team that last played a final. And now it's going to be a lot of fun. Very interactive. Keen to hear from you guys. Like, subscribe if you're on YouTube. Make sure you never miss anything. We're like two subscribers off 700. So get Ooh. that done. If you've stuck around for this whole thing and you're watching right now on YouTube and enjoying and you're not subscribed, what, what are you doing? doing? If you haven't made a YouTube account, maybe that's it. Make one. Make sure we're the only ones you subscribe to. Get us to 700. <laughs> we want to try and get us close to 1,000 subscribers on YouTube by the end of the year because then we can maybe go live a bit more, get some giveaways and things like that for you guys. Make it more interactive, more fun. Get you involved a lot more. Get us on social media so then you, you never miss a post. Follow if you listening in audio form so you don't miss an episode but that is going to wrap this up the baggers are going to beat sydney vibes are high Lockie's back in australia oh. he's back with me in person it's like the first time i've seen him since he's come back from europe up the bloody baggers see you guys next time